morning. Welcome to our God's Word for Today devotional this morning. How are you this morning? And with praise, praise God that another day that He has given us to continue our devotional every day. And let's prepare our hearts as we read God's Word and learn principles from it. Let's continue our devotional in the book of James, chapter 3, verses 3 to verse 12. James chapter 3, verse 3 to 12. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide our whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder. Wherever the wheel of the pilot directs, so also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is, set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a, is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, straining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. No, the tongue really is a small organ, but very terrible. Small, but terrible. We have to handle it very seriously because it can either encourage or disparage a person. Solomon said that death and life is in the power of the tongue. Life or death can be in the power of the tongue. It has neither nor head nor feet, but it can travel fast. That's something we have to think about. It's a very small organ. It has no feet, yet it can travel that far. It has no bone, but it could break lives of people. Its power should not be taken for granted. Its power is illustrated here in three powerful objects that James expressed, namely the rudder of the ship, the bit of a horse, and the fire, a spark of fire. Now, the ship's direction is controlled by a small rudder. Even in a stormy seas, the ship is okay if the rudder is functioning well. The wild horse could be controlled by a small bit. These two are the positive aspects about the use of tongue. As the rudder can direct ships, so we can use our, our tongue to help a needy and a confused person to go the right path and make right decisions. We can help them what decisions to make, what are the right steps to do in order that they will be guided through by the use of our tongue as we teach them. Or as the beat that can control wild horses so we could nurture an immature person by the words we teach unto them. We parents, we use our words to nurture our kids. Even in Ephesians 6, verse 4, there's a warning from Paul there that parents or fathers do not provoke your children to wrath but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord is the use of tongue, the nurture and admonition of the Lord, so that they will be 
growing maturely. So just like a wild horse that is tamed because of the beat of horse. However, if misused, a tongue can devour like a small park of fire that could wipe out forest. It's like a spark of fire that could devour such big area like a forest. Such is the evil power of the tongue. When in fact, it's full of unrighteousness as James described here. It's full of hell. And we know that Jesus teaches in the gospel that what is spoken out of the abundance of the heart, what is spoken is could, could, could be good or bad because it's the state of the hearts that matters. It depends upon the state of our hearts. As Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, most people reason out that they often have a slip of the tongue. Why? It is wet. It's funny, but yes, our tongue is wet all the time. That's why, that's why it's slippery, according to one who joked about the tongue, that be careful the tongue because it's always wet. That's why it's slippery. That's why James referred to the tongue as something that is untamable. He argued that wild animals, wild beasts of the forest can be tamed by mankind, but no human can tame, tame the tongue. It's restless evil, full of deadly poison, an outburst of wrath and anger are like volcanoes spewing hot lava and fire, destroying the life and visitations around. So this absurdity because of the duality of the tongue is quite a concern for the believer. James argued that we should not have a tongue that bless and curse God at the same time. It's impossible to have both salty and fresh water flowing from the same spring. The two kinds of water flowing from the same spring, salty and fresh water. It's, it's impossible also for a tree that it can bear two kinds of fruit, olive and fig, fig or, or grapevine at the same time. In other words, it's against the norm. Similarly, from the same mouth, it should not be that blessing and cursing can happen at the same time. So James pleaded with us, my brothers, these things ought not to be so. So our application this morning is, let us check our hearts. Do we have this duality? Such duality should not be in a believer's heart. Do we have a heart that bless God and curse God at the same time? Why is it that it is there? If we bless God, well and good. But if you curse God and you don't feel bad about it, and you're not so concerned about it, there must be something wrong. Yes, there are times that we, we sin with our tongue, but we are not happy and, and pleased because we're guilty, and we ask and confess our sins and receive forgiveness from the Lord. So we are not perfect. Nobody is perfect in the sense that he, can, he cannot sin, that he is really 
able to breed all this time 100%, but let it be that it will not be our norm to bless and curse God at the same time if we are a believer. The key is to tame the heart by the Spirit's control because Jesus gave us the real issue here. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the heart must be tamed. And without the power of the Holy Spirit, it's impossible to control the heart. It's impossible to control our emotion and passion. One of the fruit of the Spirit, Paul said in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, is self-control. And self-control means we don't allow or the Holy Spirit will not allow the flesh to take over. He will take over the Holy Spirit. We ought to live and speak as we ought to. So if the Spirit is in control, we have the true freedom. True freedom is not to just express what we want. That's not true freedom. If you are free, it does not mean that you are free to express your anger, to shout and to bully or to, to express every, every emotion you have. If it's not edifying to people, that's not true freedom. That's slavery to a passion. When in fact Solomon said that if you are not able to control yourself, you are worse than a city without walls. You know, a city without walls means it, it is vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. Because cities in the, in the Old Testament, they have, they have walls in order to preserve them from the attack of the enemy. Now, if a person is full of passion, having no self-control, Paul said in Ephesians that he is giving place to the devil. That's why he said, Be ye angry and say not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Because a person who is full of passion, anger, and wrath is like a defenseless city, ready to be controlled by Satan. He's not really free at all. He's enslaved by his passion. But a person who is controlled by the Spirit, he is able to control his passion. He will be able to say the right things at the right time that will edify people. And this is the way we should live, not only today, but every day. Let the Spirit take control of our hearts. Otherwise, our flesh or self would be out of control. Let me repeat that. If the Spirit is not in control, there is no such thing as vacuum in your heart. The flesh will take over. The flesh would be out of control. The flesh will be like a monster coming out from the cage, ready to take over. And we regret by the words that we say, by the passion that we show and demonstrate towards people. Thus Paul admonishes us, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, invading one another, but let the Spirit take control. Walk by the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And when the flesh is subdued by the Holy Spirit, then we are able to control the tongue. Today, let us not take for granted the power of the tongue. Let's be careful of what we say. Let's be careful what the words that come out from our, out from our mouth. And let's think twice, many times before we say it, in order that 
it will be always seasoned with salt that it will minister grace to the hearers. Yes, death and life is in the power of the tongue. I hope that when we say and we talk with people today, at least they will have the encouragement that they will know that there is a God by hearing upon the words that we say. Otherwise, our words will be a, dis a source of discouragement to them. It will not edify them. It will, it will cause them to, to feel that they are, they are hopeless or they don't have um, the, something positive to look into their lives because we add injury to the insult or add insult to the injury that they have by the words that we say we are not careful. So may God help us in this area. May the Holy Spirit will take control of our hearts so we'll be able to say the right words at the right time. Edifying people today. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for your word today. Thank you that you again had uh, refreshed our minds and our hearts. I guess many of us, Lord, have read this part of James to those who, are, who have been a believer for quite a while, but perhaps there are new believers, Lord, who have just read about this warning from James in in James chapter 3, verse 3 to 12, about the danger because our tongue is powerful. Lord, help us to remember this truth, Lord. Be guided and that we will be responsible in the word, words that we say so that we will be able to build others, Lord, through the use of our tongue. Father, we thank you that you can help us in this area through the control of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.